Louise It to Beaver. Starring Louise Gasman and John Richardson as the co-host. Hey, hey, boys and girls and everything in between. You're listening to Louise It to Beaver, and I am one host, and I am Louise. And I am the other host, and I am John. We are co-doing it. We're co-doing it and the hosting stuff for Louise It to Beaver, the podcast about Leave It to Beaver. Mm-hmm. Where we I'm currently recording it down. I'm currently you. recording in my office after hours, and I'm pretty sure there are other people around here. And I also just recorded another podcast I'm doing. I, not the one that I do with Louise also. Do but tell. That it, tell us more. It, well, first of all, anybody walking past my office door probably thinks I'm cuckoo bananas. But uh, the other podcast I'm doing is with my brother, Dan. And it's it's brand new. You're not even able to find it anywhere because it's just not up yet anywhere. But it's called Ruined Childhoods. Yes. And it's all about uh, movies and whether they should be uh, rebooted, get a sequel or get a prequel or none of the above. But, um, you know, it's kind of just like how everyone's just like, oh, they ruined my childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but they did. You know, we. Yeah, so our first episode <laughs> that we just recorded, no, they didn't. Uh, the first episode's about Short Circuit, and uh, oh, so ridiculous. And They went um, back in the past, and they ruined my childhood by things that they did in the future present. Childhood just completely ruined. Over. So, wow, cool. I can't wait for it to become available. Yeah, hopefully soon. I have to like package it all up and schmoosh our audio together since he's also... Not where I live. So he's a little closer. Just, he's on a coast, but a little yeah, closer. With the same time zone, which helps. Yeah. Yeah. So uh what's funny is like last week I was trying to think of a hobby that I could have because I've realized like I just don't have any hobbies. I'm like, what's something I can do that like doesn't involve screens or technology. Maybe I'll take up bird watching. Yes, I support and then this. My brother, and then my brother's like, you want to start a podcast? And I was like, okay. <laughs> Do you want to know what's really serendipitous with the universe? I yes. just went to D.C. to visit my cousin, who I think the last time I saw him was three years ago, but the time before that that I saw him was maybe my high school graduation. Maybe. Okay. Um, It is, first of all, Super dope's cool to be friends with him as adults. Um, Secondly, I was inspired over this weekend to get back into baking. So I just bought three new bunt pans, a pastry brush. Um, What else did I get? Like bunt pan dust bags so that they don't get scratched or ruined. Like a a Rubbermaid transportation thing for the bunts that I would make. Like I I almost texted you about punny Pinterest board titles because as you know, I have, you know, just flamingo for it, which is my flamingo inspired pinterest board most people use pinterest for i don't know fashion not me i'm like i like pickles and i have a pickle board and i'm like i love flamingos let's do that so i was like do i do urban baking like urban because i live in new york city yeah um i think that i settled on 
what did I settle on? This is super boring, but I will say, I bet June Cleaver yes. made a seriously awesome bunt. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see it, but we will certainly take note if we see her about some bunt pans. Mm-hmm. But it's That'd just be cool. funny because you were like, ah, I am feeling the need for a hobby. And I was like, you know what I used to do in life? I used to bake. I used to bake a lot. And then I moved to New York and I started to bake a little less. And then I moved to an apartment without an oven. Right. <laughs> yeah. I. You know, the the whole hobby thing is weird because I just... People ask me like, oh, so what are, what are your hobbies? Like, what do you do when you're like not working? And I just go like, uh... And then I think about these podcasts that I do and I'm just like yeah but that's is that a hobby like well also you're the raddest dad ever oh stop you're the raddest dad ever that's what you do sometimes when you're not working oh I figured it out bunt wagon get on the bunt wagon (laughs) instead of bandwagon yeah I'm down with bunt wagon all right Uh, so Anyway. But that's not what we're here to talk about. No, but we've shh, look, you guys. We are here to talk about leave it to Beaver, uh, episode, 19. season one, episode nineteen, the bank account. Mm-hmm. Talk about right. ruined childhoods. <laughs> so um, this episode originally aired on Valentine's Day, nineteen fifty-eight. Wow. Like it mattered to them that it was, you know, Valentine's Day and they're going to put out an episode about, you know, Money. sporting goods yeah. and Ward. But also, I sometimes like it when things line up and I was just talking with someone today like, oh, I can't do that because like two Thursdays from now is Valentine's Day. And uh-huh. Valentine's Day was when this was taped or aired. Oops, not taped. Aired. God. Yeah. All right. I'm already messing up. Eh, you're fine. Eh. You're, you're drinking some wine. You're making bunt cakes. Everything yes. is just happening. Yes. It's all happening. It's happening. Uh, so uh, this episode was written by Phil Leslie. Uh, Phil was also a writer on the Leave it to Beaver episode, Beaver's Crush, where he has the crush on Miss Canfield. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. She's a fox. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Phil Leslie wrote on a lot of other shows, Adam's Family, which is another, um, it's kind of in the Leave It It to Be a Family, uh, same creators. Um, But most notably, I feel, Phil Leslie wrote two episodes of The Brady Bunch. No way. One of them was Getting Davy Jones, on which Jan... Promise or promises the school that she can get Davy Jones from the monkeys to play at the school dance, and he, they announce it, and he has not agreed to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, which was uh, parodied in a very Brady sequel, and he also wrote the episode "Her Sister's Shadow," in which Marsha famously said, "I'm sorry," which Jan famously says, "Marsha, Marsha, Marsha." The one and only time she says it was in that episode. So Phil Leslie, like, I, I think that Leave it to Beaver was one of his first writing gigs for television, and Brady Bunch was maybe one of his last. last. But, like, that's, 
you got some real strong heavy hitters. Yeah. Yeah. Two things. To write. Yes. Thing one. This is the universe calling out to me because I just watched the Netflix Fire documentary. Talk about booking a band before you've actually booked them. I've watched, I watched the Hulu one. I haven't watched the Netflix one yet. Interesting. Let's flip-flop and then discuss. <laughs> um, and then thing two mm-hmm. is um, I can't, I have a hard time trusting people with two first names. Okay. Phil Leslie, two mm-hmm. first names. Leslie's okay. a first name. Yeah, of course. So why is it that you have trouble trusting such people? I don't know. I don't know who wronged me in the past either. But every time I hear like two first name names, I'm like, ugh. Like I get this weird pit feeling in my insides. That's really bizarre. Uh, yeah, well. There's nothing wrong with you, but like that, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh that is very interesting. I I'm always now whenever I meet somebody who has a firsty firsty, I'm going to think of you and say, I hope this person doesn't ever run into Louise because. Or I hope this person doesn't ever betray my trust because then I'm gonna have to think Louise is right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the very first thing they do is totally like ruin my life. Or no! childhood. Phil Leslie. Uh, so, um, segment one: TV segment guide versus the John first Louise? TV guide. Yeah. Uh, what is the TV guide? By the way, before we start this, uh, I recently joined a Facebook group that is classic TV guide. Um, like people put in, like submit scans of TV guides from 50s, 60s, 70s, and. I'll always look at them and always look out for Leave It to Beaver, and I rarely find it. And I've put out a call on there for... I heard um, the call. Yeah, which is concerning because you're not in the group. So I I'm know. Like, it came pe- up. I was like, big brother. Are people just like seeing... Oh, you know what? I think I tagged... I might have tagged you. Mm. I think I might have tagged you. Mm. So anyway, uh, I put out a call for people... Uh, and no one responded, but uh, I I want to get my hands on the classic TV Guide episodes. Um, I'm sorry, the classic TV Guide issues that reference the Leave It to Beaver episodes because I really want to make sure that we're getting the authentic TV right. Guide descriptions from 1958. Um, but anyway. I like this deep digging. This is Why else would we do this? Why else? We wouldn't. We would just end it right here. Season halfway through season one, not even a third of the way through season. One. Oh my god, these seasons are so long, it's bonkers! So many episodes. Um, all right, so what do you have for TV Guide? TV synopsis? Guide said Beaver and Wally reluctantly put their money in the bank. What that's it, and that's not accurate. That's not accurate at all. Did this person watch the show? I probably what? not. They probably were like, "Hmm, I've seen one episode. Let me just guess." <laughs> it's called the bank account. This must be what happens. Well, so, what be. is your synopsis? My synopsis says Ward gives the boys a piggy bank and encourages them to save their dough. When they decide they want to make a purchase, Ward lies and tells them they can spend it whatever way they like. This is not true. Cold roast beef is June's piece de resistance. 
and Ward gets a surprise. But the boys are left penniless. That is a long synopsis. I'm thorough. (laughs) So uh, mine is, Ward tries to influence the boys to put their money in their school bank account, but when he finds out they ditch school to go shopping, he assumes treachery. You are brilliant. (laughs) I feel shame sharing my TV guy synops because yours are so good. Oh, Uh, stop. I just want to like fan that ego. Um, (laughs) Words are okay. Okay. I, I, for some reason, I've been clinging on to doing words, words world at the end, but oh, let's do it. It's just this is just the way that my Trello board is set up, so it's why I like do it. Like we can do it at the end. All right, let's do it at the end. Great. Let's bust down this episode. So we're starting off with a scene from the show. Mm -hmm. No context. No nothing. The boys are at school. Yeah, they're in the the hallway at Wally's locker, and. First off, I just want to say there's he doesn't have anything taped to the inside of his locker. Is that not something they did in the 50s? Ha, but you know that they did though because people would have like greaser combs and they would do their mirror like Right. It had to but be, I guess right? maybe not in 8th grade or whatever grade Wally's supposed to be in at this hmm. point. All right. I don't know. Peculiar. So yeah, so uh, I also noticed the tiny little uh, background actors who are there looking all adorable and being all excited to be on Leave it to Beaver, which was not a successful show at the time. Um, and they were just I, happy to work. They're just, you know, hanging out with Jerry, playing Tony. catch. Yeah. Old Tony Dows. They uh, so they ha- they are saying that they're going to leave school to get Dad's jacket, mm-hmm. and the little gag is how they're going to leave out of the girls' entrance. Which what? What? I thought the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I was like integration right. now, segregation never. Yeah. So they're going to leave from the girls' entrance, and Wally says it's because girls never do anything bad. Mm. So there's nobody watching that door. It was a pretty odd scene to use before the opening credits. I agree. Yeah. Uh, If I was to choose a scene that would go there, maybe I'd do something at the sporting goods store. I might even just tease the boys shaking the piggy bank just that yeah well we will we'll get in okay let's let's go through the episode a little bit more all right so we start off they're in their bedroom look and fly look and fly just louise i don't know if you did your screen grabs yet but you got to get them okay. sitting all cool. I have I have done the screen grabs, but I was trying to be less precious about it. And I was like, ooh, I need to get them sitting. And then I was like, you know what? It's not super major. Just leave it. But now I'm going back. I'm going back and I'm getting it. They be sitting so cool. And uh, Who lounges on you, wooden chairs like that? Those look so uncomfortable. The cleavers. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So they're reading comic books, and I just wrote cute sitting alert because mm-hmm. they sit in cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ward and June walk in, and then we have June's first look. You guys, it is a repeat from episode four. She has not worn this look since episode four. She is wearing a pointed collar, three uh, quarter length sleeve pencil dress with a diamond brocade pattern, a plaid apron, arm candy, earrings, signature pearls with an open heart pendant. And later, when it flashes a shot close up on the beeve with the presence that Ward has under his arm, after the beeve opens it, you can see a cartoon cat on June's oven mitt. It's amazing. Oh, was that an an oven mitt? Mm -hmm. I didn't... I, I wasn't sure what it was exactly, but I noticed that cat, and it was awesome. It's great. I was like, it was Juna's really cool. style. Yeah, I like that cat. So, um, yes, as you mentioned, Ward has a package for Beaver um, and Wally, I guess, but he hands it to Beaver, and uh, Beaver thinks that it's a train for his, or sorry, a track for his electric train, and um, I don't know if you picked up on this, or maybe it's always like this but i feel like beaver's delivery of his lines was off in the throughout the whole episode uh specifically in this scene like right now it feels like he's yelling mm-hmm. like it just sounds like he's like shouting his lines mm-hmm. and i want to say that his like his first line right after they walk in he like seems like he forgot to say his line and then like remembered a few you know a few beats later mm-hmm. it just seems like Here, he's looking at them and is pausing before he says like hey what's up here's my takeaway from this entire episode the writing sorry phil leslie you can't be trusted is a little clunky yeah. There there's a moment that I take uh I think I took a screen grab of it later on in the episode and we'll get there when the boys are downstairs about to leave for school. But Wally's line is like equally as clunky. And then there's another moment at the lockers, which we've already seen that scene where they're talking 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 like young boys brothers would talk and then the beaver is like, "Hey Wally, why are you going to go out the girl's door? And I'm like, you wouldn't say that like that to him. You just wouldn't. Like, we've seen right. 18 other episodes in an unaired pilot where you wouldn't say it like that. So yeah, I don't think it's just the beef. Right. And, and, you know, it was directed by Norman Tokar, who's directed, I think, all of them. Yeah, it was like he's directed one a or lot. Two. Yeah. Yeah, so you got to wonder, like, what's going on? But also it's just like... Something about Beaver feels off this episode. Is it the double collar? I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> He's wearing like two uh, polo shirts. Of course he is. So uh, anyway, aside from that, he opens up the package and it's a very odd piggy bank with eyebrows. Clay? It was really bizarre. Very. It's a gigantic piggy bank. It's got eyebrows. Um and Ward says that he thinks it's about time they learn something about thrift. Uh, 
And if I there's up- anything from previous episodes that we've learned about these boys is that they know how to make a dollar. Okay, these kids are really good at making money. Yes! They're so good at it. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit because over the course of time in this episode that we aren't seeing, they earn a lot of money. And you have to wonder if like this episode takes place in the past and like one of those other episodes or maybe all of them happen in between the like yeah. one cut and another scene. This feels as an episode very much like the haircut felt to me as an episode. In what way? In like when the beaver gets a black eye or water anyone, they were they were different boys than like uh-huh. maybe I'll cut your hair. This is a terrible idea, but okay, oh. let's both do it. Like it, it it didn't feel like it felt in like chronological narrative. So so in a way it was kind of like they were doing what they were doing in order to get to some sort of gag or some sort of end result. Yeah. Where it's like they wrote this thing backwards yes. but couldn't figure out how to really start it. Got mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Where the haircut, they had the shot of Beaver looking all crazy with his hair all yeah. chopped off. And yeah. Okay. I also think uh how crazy you're you picked up on the eyebrows for the pig. I uh-huh. did you have a piggy bank growing up? Uh I had a like a ceramic jukebox bank. Okay. I had two banks. One was a pig that was green with pink flowers on its butt. Um, okay. Painted, not like clay. Right. And, and the other one was uh, like an iron bank, like an antique iron bank that I had probably huh. asked like my grandparental unit if I could have. And it was probably worth way more than you should have given to a kid. But I was like, I like this. And they were like, do you want to keep it at your house? Um, both of those banks had like gut openings where huh. you put the slit, the money in the slit in the top, mm-hmm. and then you could yeah. pop a cork or something out of the belly yeah. to get the money out. This one you straight right. up had to like shake or break. Yeah, which I think is the more traditional way to do it. Is it? I I think so. Wow. Okay. Well, I and I'm only saying that based on Looney Tunes, like old old TV shows where you have to like take a hammer. <laughs> To get your money, um, yeah, I don't know. the The piggy bank was little it was weird in a lot of ways. Yes. We can agree on that. Yes. So, um, yes, Ward, Ward wants them to learn something about thrift, not realizing these kids make money in their sleep. <laughs> in multiple uh, episodes so far. Yeah. Right. One one thing I picked up on here is that I really liked the score. Mm. Something about it was really working for me. That was, was working for me too. Yeah, totally. Uh, for anybody who wants to check out this episode, uh, it's what we're talking about, you can find it at archive.org. Just type in Leave It to Beaver. All of the episodes are there. Um, so anyway. Uh, June then, puts in like a quarter. Yeah. And then Ward puts in a half dollar. Yeah. And then they both sort of like look at the boys imposingly. And Wally's like, uh, maybe I have two dimes. Yeah. And then Beaver's just like glee, like blissfully, stupidly, like ah. And then they're like, <laughs> "Why don't you put something in?" Yeah, and he says that he was he has a nickel, but he wants to save it 
to give Larry Mondello for a horse tooth, (laughs) (laughs) which is such a beaver thing. I want to see that episode. Maybe we will. Where he barters for a horse tooth. (laughs) Yeah, right. And then has to go back and be like, I don't have the money. I don't know what to tell you. I put it and in my And then Larry bank. Mondello's like, we had a deal. No horse tooth for you. <laughs> so uh, he takes off his shoe and f- takes his nickel out of there. Such a beaver thing to do. Can't be comfortable. And, uh, yeah, and then puts it in the, puts it in the bank. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to what I'm, a guess, I'm guessing is a few months later. Months later. Something? Yeah, I just wrote a few months later because they say... Um, while like June and Ward like leave the room and Wally's like, uh, well I guess we'll just wait and see what happens in a few months and you know see how much we save. So, and then the next two. shot of them is like trying to get the money out of the like insertion yeah, like, slit, in which the is bank. weird because there's like bills. There's bills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I captioned that screen grab months later. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "We'll check it in a few months," and then they are clearly looking at it. So, and they got quite a lot of money in there. We'll talk about that in a couple scenes uh, when they give us the exact number. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about what they want to buy, and um, Wally wants a catcher's mitt because he doesn't play first base anymore. Yeah, and Beaver wants a new fielder's mitt, I believe, because his the, is all busted up. Yeah, the stuffing's coming out of it, which. Right. Safety first. Yeah, and uh, you gotta get a new mitt. So, so Wally wants one that's like eight bucks, and Beaver wants one that's like six bucks or something like that. Um, Mind you, back in the pilot episode when they were saving up for a bicycle with bottle caps, it was worth like wooden tw- nickels. Yeah, with a- no, no, no. Sorry, bottle caps. You're right. But but then the bike that they won was like worth twenty five dollars or something, which at the time the the um, in, to adjust for inflation was like a right. pretty dope bike. Yeah. And now I'm like, geez, this is like a catcher's mitt made of gold? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I did a lot of uh, inflation calculation this episode, so we'll Woo! get into that. Okay. Um, so now we go down to the, to the living room, and June is going through the boys' socks, and they've like all got a bunch of holes in them and stuff. And let's What's take up? a quick time out to talk oh. about this. I took a screen grab of June messing with the socks. Months later, same look. <gasps> she's wearing the same dress. Not that she's not allowed to wear the same dress, but uh, come on, weird, Phil Leslie Weird and coincidence. Norman. Come on, Phil and Norman. Weird. Come on. Weird coincidence. I'm watching closely. <laughs> uh, so that's really fascinating. So um, she, I guess, so she mentions how she learned how to mend socks in boarding school. And bow for a queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're kind of like cracking wise about how that's never going to come in handy and whatever. So... They are suspicious as to why Wally and Beaver are so quiet. And uh Rightfully so. Yeah, and June is June is like, why, what's wrong with them being quiet? And he's like, Well, you know, when I was a kid, if I was quiet, something real bad was happening. So Seriously. He goes, I'm an only yeah. child and my mom would say to me, like, if if she could if she was downstairs and she could hear me like 
talking to myself or you know playing imagination or whatever then she knew things were fine it was when I got real quiet that she was like huh and turns out (laughs) like most of the time I was doing something I should have been doing so rightfully so but then June says well if the silence bothers you so much go end it right yeah June's the best so uh we go up to the boys room and we we kind of enter another conversation um i guess one of them wants uh a baseball mitt that babe ruth had and they're talking about um he's like who's babe ruth and he's like i don't know they were before uh, before your time. time uh babe ruth played from 1914 to 1935 he died in 1948 um 10 years before this episode aired but question for you don't you uh-huh. think the kids of the Beave and Wally's time would be more grounded in knowing the tales of Babe Ruth than children today? 100%. On their iPads all the time? Like 100%. I mean, 100. Okay. Let me ask you this. Growing up, did you know who Babe Ruth was? Yeah. Did you play baseball? Yeah. I Yeah, they play baseball and they were much closer to his time. Much closer. So, yeah. Anyway, weird that they didn't know who Babe Ruth was because at the time there weren't a lot of famous baseball players. No. No. It wasn't so, like you had an A-Rod and a Bo Jackson running around. A Bo Jackson. <laughs> oh, he knows baseball. I get it. He knows. It. Yeah. He also knows football. Famously. Famously. So, <laughs> so Ward enters the room and they're explaining to him that, you know, they want to buy these baseball mitts for eight bucks and six bucks. And um, he's trying I to. I thought Ward was clunky in this scene. Oh, really? Yeah. He was I think delivering he's his clunky. lines and he would say a line and then <laughs> like nervous laugh at yeah. his own talking. And I was like, what are you doing? I, I don't understand his motives this entire episode. No. With the exception of giving them a piggy bank, because I feel like that's a fine idea. Sure. But like, you know. Also, as... did you put things not money in your piggy in your jukebox bank? Uh probably. Yeah. I don't remember specifically why. Sticks of gum, bobby pins, oh. buttons. Okay. No, I didn't put any anything like that in there. But uh... I think once maybe water. <laughs> I'm that kind of gal. <laughs> yeah, right? So uh, he Ward is trying to talk them out of buying the baseball mitts. And he's, you know, he says, but he doesn't mean spend it how you want. Um, Liar. And then he explains how he's going to be going hunting with Mr. Dennison and wants a new hunting jacket. But he doesn't need one, so he's not going to buy one. Also, Mr. Dennison in his creepy hunter's den like creepily right. sitting. First of all, he's going to put you to shame hunting, Ward. You're just tagging yeah. along for the thrill of it. But um wait, there was something else I was going to say about uh giving a piggy bank and Ward being in there talking about it. It's like he says something um you're going to you're going to be going to college soon and I was like right. in 8 years in more for the beaver. And also, like, you're going to really want that money in college. And I'm like, 
that's the least sexy thing to say to like yeah. a 10 year old is like save your money for college what hey louise can you not ever say not a sexy thing to say to a 10 year old ever again <laughs> noted noted <laughs> just before uh the internet commenters go wild i want to get in there first um i didn't yeah, realize to- what but- it sounded like when i was yeah. saying it but totally but totally and uh to your point also mr dennison that dude, if you look, no hunting jacket is going to make you as good of a hunter as Mr. Dennison is. No. That guy's house is like a mausoleum for animals. It's crazy. It's a it's uh, the Natural History Museum of Mayfield. <laughs> so, uh and what's funny is that uh in this episode in a few scenes when we do go to the sporting goods store, it reminded me a lot of Mr. Dennison's den, and uh, I, I bet they used a lot of the same like taxidermy to dress the sets because there there is so much. Yes, there's so much. So, um, yeah. So he tells them that he isn't going to buy this hunting jacket because he doesn't need one, and then Ward suggests that they put their money in the bank and save until college, which is insane. Question for you because yeah. it's not just put it in the bank; it's put it in your school bank account. Did you ever hear of such a thing? This reminded me of like the father's council or whatever that was from the second or fourth episode. Like the the father's committee. Whatever. I was like, wait, so you're going to take your money that's yours and you're going to bring it to school and give it to the principal who's going to write it in a paper book is the ledger and and then what you're gonna get it when you graduate yeah the, what's their interest like yeah also, do they follow the same like fdic regulations right and like is this school k through 12 or, or is there a separate high school like I'm, I'm i just have a lot of questions uh no because it's grant elementary school yeah i believe yeah, so I was like, you'd be better off just leaving it in your bag, in your piggy bank at home. Like, why do you have yeah, to bring the... it to school? Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's real. Okay, anybody listening, please, Louisa to Beaver at gmail dot com. Let us know if maybe if you were growing up in that time, if you had a school bank account, yeah. or if you've ever heard of such a thing. The next question I have about this is, it, it, a couple years ago, I was a nanny. I had a lot of responsibilities in terms of the children, like, you know, this night is ballet, this night is chess, this night is, you know, preparation for pajama day at school tomorrow, let's, wh- whatever. Ward throws off, like he's the president of the father's committee, tomorrow's bank day at school, like, oh yeah, what? How do you even know that? Did a newsletter go home for you? Like, or do you just know, like, Thursdays is bank day? Like, what what are you even talking about, Ward? Yeah. Like, nine times out of ten, I had to say to my mom growing up, like, also the book fair is on next week. Also, the book fair is in three days. Also, the book fair is tomorrow. The book fair is today. Like, she did not know. 
Yeah. And not for, because she was a terrible mother, but because who cares? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? <Yeah>. So um, now we go to the kitchen. Ward is, they're just like having conversation. Filler. Ward is talking about how he wants to get up earlier. Yeah, it's just filler. Filler. And um, June says that like you say that every morning. Also, June's second look, which I am pumped for because... 19 episodes into season one, and we got a new look. Nice. It's a plaid button-up dress with a trio button cluster up the front and on the collar. Whoa. A striped Dutch scene apron, arm candy, earrings, and a delicate necklace with pendant charm. Very nice. Um, So they're... uh, they have their sack of money and they're going to bring it to school to put it in their bank account. The boys were up before Ward. Because doesn't June say, like, the boys have already eaten. Oh, right, 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 right. This guy. So so they have $32 in their little brown sack and in 2019 money, do you know how much that would be? Thousands of dollars? No, it's got to be hundreds. Do you have like a, a guess guess? Okay, you final guess, to. $125. $278.04. Whoa! They could buy yeah. a starter jacket. They could buy a starter jacket. <laughs> so I, I wrote down about how War looks super smug. And then June even says to him, oh, don't look so smug. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, totally. Totally. Don't. Stop that. And why do you need to teach your boys about saving money? They are so great at it. They're so good. Like, let's say that that was three months. They made so much money. Like, they just made so much money. They made so much money. Spitting off bridges and... Spitting off... Yeah, spitting off bridges, letting people touch their alligators. Workers... Selling water to construction workers, like yeah. I mean, I am in awe. Yeah. So now they're uh, at the front door, and Beaver has Wally get him his jacket, and it's like this tiny little jacket. It's really cute. It's plaid. It's so cute. Yeah, and uh, Wally finds Ward's hunting jacket. This is where and- I have it, like super clunker. I come. I I uh, titled this screen grab. Hey, what's this? Because yeah. in the closet, you open the door, he grabs the beeves jacket, he grabs his own jacket, and then he closes the closet door with another jacket in his hand. John, how many times has this happened to you? Where you're grabbing Never. things out of closets and you grab multiple things that you don't need? A hot oh. never? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, hey, how'd this end up in my hand? What? Huh? What? what? And also, never have I taken my one of my parents' coats out of the coat closet. Been like, what's this? Hey, <laughs> I know what this is. <laughs> so uh, then, Wally gets the idea that they should use their money to buy their dad a new hunting jacket. Oh my god, they're the cutest. They're the cutest, but also it's like. Maybe get him something he's going to use more than like once a year. If you're going to get him something, 
I don't know. This episode is written backwards. Yeah, you might as well That's buy him I'm a saying. Christmas ornament. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, then we go back to the scene in school that we've already talked about. And um, moving on. Wait, uh, I want to take a quick time out. Because oh, I captioned yes. this picture on the lookout for Assistant Principal Boongarten. Have we met Assistant Principal Boongarten before? No, we've only met Mrs. Rayburn, the principal. Mrs. Rayburn, right. And then there was like the night watchman with his dog. Yes. Yeah. Assistant Principal Boongarten. For some reason, the name sounds familiar, like it's been mentioned before. Really? Okay. The name sounds familiar. I don't, I can't say for sure. Maybe it's my imagination. But certainly nobody we've met. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. (laughs) Uh, so not an official sponsor. No, definitely. Not so uh, we have a, uh, a little outdoor moment where uh, Ward is pulling into the driveway and passing by another car and they like wave out the window. So Mayfield. So Mayfield. So Mayfield. And we go to the living room and June is like reading a magazine while dusting. And like looking fly and you know, sitting on Ward's desk and taking a minute for herself. And I want to know everything that's going on with her. What is she reading? Like, I could have lived in that moment for a while. She's educated. She's great looking. She's master nurturer. Yeah. I, I'm into everything she does. She's yeah. fashionable. Yes. Speaking of fashion, what's she wearing? Is it the she, same thing as earlier? She's in the same. It's the it's the trio cluster. Got it. Uh, so she's Dustin reading magazine. Ward uh, walks in and she was like, I wasn't expecting you for lunch. And he goes, well, who were you expecting? It's like, come on, man. Does everything need to be a stupid joke? Come on. So uh, he says that he was in the area looking at some property for the office. Is he in real estate? What does he do? That's like our biggest hint as to what he does. And Other than when only... he went to the newspaper to threaten All them. he says is that his company advertises in the paper. But like my thoughts right now are real estate or like insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then the phone rings, so any answers, and it's Mrs. Rayburn letting him know that he that the boys were caught trying to leave school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe she even says that they were, they said they were going to go shopping. Is Which, that right? How does she know? I, I don't know. This episode is very poorly written by somebody who ended up writing some like classic television stuff. Yeah. It's like not Big Brother. People's cell phones were not listening because there were no cell phones. It's like no. you, you had to watch them leave and listen to their conversation at their locker. Weird. Yeah. It's like we watched the uh, dailies from <laughs> the, this episode of Leave it to Beaver. Yeah. I also think like how weird of Ward because if I were a parent, which I'm not, but if I were and I got a call from the principal that said, hey, your kid left school property without authorization. I wouldn't like be like, oh, ha, 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 sure. And by the way, did they deposit any money into their account? Right. I'd be like, excuse me, what? Yeah. 
I dropped my kid off to be in your care. He's 10 years old. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. He he doesn't seem bothered by the fact they left. He was more concerned with whether or not they had put money in their school bank account. Yes. And even Mrs. Rayburn's like, huh? Um, I don't know. I'll check. Also, I'm like, how many people are depositing money into their school bank accounts that you don't remember the beaver? Right. I feel like if I saw the beaver at 830 in the morning and I had to make a phone call at one o'clock in the afternoon, I'd be like, hmm, I saw the beaver this morning. Like, well, I'm calling his dad now, but I saw him this morning. Well, Louise, you have to remember, it is bank day at school. Okay. There's a lot of deposits happening. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, kids are busted. What are they going to do? So uh, we go to the kitchen and Ward is telling June about it. What's up? No, I'm listening. Oh, yeah. And uh, and Ward is just like all butthurt and disappointed that they didn't put the money in the bank. Oh, wait, we did. We glossed over um, what before the phone rang when he was home for lunch. He was like, oh, I'm, ho- I, I'm hungry oh. for lunch. And she's like, uh, you know, what can I get you? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Heat up some of that roast beef for me. And she's like, you're going to like it better cold. Yeah. So then she goes into the kitchen. So in the kitchen, she's like doing busy work. Yeah. And it's like rummage around in the fridge, man. You came home unexpected. Yeah. Get some gherkins and some cold roast beef and call it a day. Yeah. Look at your pickle Trello board or your pickle Pinterest board and, uh, you know, get some inspiration. That's right. (laughs) You're a big deal. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. 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 So uh, now we go to Abernathy Potts Sporting Goods. Yes. Wow. The sign, first of all, every sign in Mayfield looks exactly the same. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of the Franklin Bottle, Franklin Milk Company. Yes. And the Daily Chronicle. Um, Right. Also, these signs are pristine. Like, if you've ever seen a metal sign outside, it's all rusted. There's, like, water spots. There's no spots on this. It's pristine. It's in great condition. So uh, there's just, like, a lot of guns and taxidermy. It's not your typical sporting goods store. No, but also, I took a screen grab and then titled it, Where Are We? As if they're not super outdoorsy guys who take the boat out with Gus, the auxiliary fire guy, and go fishing all the time. They know right. this stuff. Yeah. Oh, totally. But they also, know it's this. like that. But that place is also super weird. Like, it's clearly some other set because there's like a fireplace there. It's like a living room set. Yeah. It's really weird. So then, like, this snooty old dude is helping them out. And let's talk about the snooty old dude for a second. Please. Played played by Eric Snowden, who was also the guy who works in the clothing store from Beaver's Short Pants. Stop it. How lazy is that? I, first of all, I loved him. Yes. I know he's I, snooty, but like, I loved his like air. At first, I was like, Ugh, this guy. But like, 
you know, when the boys were working with him, like he didn't say anything mean. Yes. He took them seriously. He didn't talk down to them. Yep. So credit where credit is due. Yeah. Not a bad dude. But like super lazy that they would cast the same guy that like not that many episodes ago because we're only 19 episodes in. Right. Was the guy who worked at the clothing store. Which, I mean, if you're that actor, ah, I'm typecast as that snooty salesperson again. Well, the way to do it would have been Beaver saying to him, wait a second, don't you work at, you know, whatever, goldsmiths and, you know, didn't I buy those short pants from you or whatever? And he was like, Mayfield's an expensive town, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Got it. The sporting goods store doesn't pay a ton. So uh, he's... Clara or whatever. Martha? Martha? I don't know, maybe, probably. Yeah. So uh, he's showing them the hunting jackets, and he can't get over this one that has scotch ruggedness. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. He's like, what kind of hunting jacket? And I'm like, yeah, right? what kind? They live in Mayfield, USA. We're not going on safari. Yeah. One We're of the things is a safari jacket. Yeah. Come on. They're going, yeah, going trophy hunting in the in the oh, town over. Okay, Mister Abernathy. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, Mister Potts to you. That's so. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm uh, sorry. The jacket that they like is forty five dollars. They only have what thirty two bucks. Yes. And forty five dollars these days is more like three hundred and ninety one dollars. What? Which I mean. Think about like any nice jacket you would be buying. Like it's they're expensive, especially if they have scotch ruggedness. Yeah. You know, that's like not unreasonable um, for a really nice jacket. So they're all surprised and they're just like, well, we thought that it'd be more like eight bucks. And, you know, we thought it'd be as much as my fielder's mitt. Yeah, but you know what? It's like the like I said, the guy didn't talk down to them. He didn't like insult them or whatever. He's just like, I'm sorry. And then they were just like, Well, got an idea. Yeah. And off they go. So uh, we're back at the Cleaver house. We're in the kitchen, and June is just like rushing around. And ugh, Ward. He's got the audacity. When he comes in, June is just like, I just got here. And he's like, what's for dinner? Yeah. And she is looking awesome. It's a repeat from, again, episode four. Okay. She's wearing a pleated knit skirt with a matching cardigan top. The same striped apron from before. A watch. Double necklace. She's got a delicate chain with a pendant and the signature purse pearls and a round pillbox hat and she's in the Uh, ice box she's pulling out butter and he's like what's for dinner and she says cold roast beef (laughs) so this leads me to think episode four that's the haircut it is so 
I'm wondering, like, is this taking place during oh. the same time as the haircut? Like, they may be filmed but it's not, it's, simultaneously? It's not, it's, but the thing is, like, it's not possible, clearly, because Beaver has all of his hair. But, like... Maybe they know, weren't some... on set in the same days. And, like, June and Ward did all their scenes. And then Beaver did his scenes with the barber shop, And then they just, like, cut them together, which is why some of the clothing overlaps. It's possible. I don't know. Anything's possible. We are like real detectives right now. I know. Like, True Detective season four, leave it to Beaver style. Yes. That's what's happening. Uh, so anyway, I, I don't even remember what the purpose of this scene was other than other Ward than, being a jerk. Yeah, I think Ward comes in. I'm not sure if there has been a second phone call from Miss Rayburn. Where no, not yet, but okay. it's about to happen. Okay, never mind then. Oh, I that's think... right. This is just leading into the next scene where the phone the rings. Phone it's happens. Mrs. Rayburn okay. again, and I guess she says something else about them piecing out. I don't. I don't remember what the. They came back, but instead of depositing the money, right? But yeah, but there was like another purpose. I don't remember what the original purpose of the phone call was, but no, yeah, she does either, say no. that they didn't make any deposits, but they did each withdraw ten dollars. So now they're suspicious over the forty-five dollars. Well, I mean, got to get some uh, buy some frogs on the way home or something. I don't know nice. what these kids are buying. Nice. So uh, we're back at the at Abernathy Potts, and I gotta say, like. Snooty guy seems like really charmed by them. Yeah. Yeah, rightfully so. And uh, they buy the jacket and um, he, he suggests that they get it monogrammed, which cool. And he's like, it'll be more special if we monogram it and then we can deliver it tonight. Do you want to know what I thought in my heart when I heard What's these that? lines? You jerk. Because now it's unreturnable. <laughs> that is very true. That's what you thought. But it is more special. Like it's personalized. It is. But now it is they more go special. home and they get in trouble. Like you can't return. Like look, I've shopped well, at J. Crew online, and when you monogram something, <laughs> you can't return it. Well, another another thing about it is that like the only reason why. It had to be delivered is so that the next scene can take place. Oh, you know what? We totally also glossed over the trying on of the coat. Oh, yeah. And Beaver's like, you try it on because if it's like the right amount of big on you, then it'll be perfect on dad. Right. And then they go stand in the mirror and Wally looks like a tiny kid in a giant coat. And he's like, it'll look better on dad. Yeah, it's like it's the end of Big. But, yes, uh, but I was just so touched by that scene also. It was pretty cute. And then they and just And they were like, like, he's a lot bigger. They were like, Mr. Mr. Salesman was like, what size is your father? And they were like, he's a lot bigger than he looks. Yeah. I was just like, adorable. Well, then they hand him the sack of money and say, here, hold our money for us. I thought they were going to cut back and be like, the salesman's just like gone. Yeah. Like he wasn't really a salesman there or something like He's that's where I thought that was going. 
Anyway, that was a few scenes ago. So we know that he's a good dude. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he suggests that they, uh, they, they monogram it and they'll send it over at night. So um, we're at the dinner table. And Ward knows. Oh, wait. Because Wally says to the Beeve, like, we, like, I can keep it a secret. Let's hope you can, too. Oh, yeah, totally. So they're at the dinner table, and Wally and Beaver are acting, like, super weird. And Ward knows that they went to the sporting goods store, and they didn't put their money in the bank, and they withdrew money and everything. And... Wait, I don't know. How does he know that they went to the sporting goods store? Oh, he does. Well, because he thinks that they got the baseball mitts. I, I don't know. I he they doesn't know they went go to, to the hardware store for that. Right, we haven't she gotten there it. yet. Okay, okay, okay. We haven't gotten okay. there yet. Okay, okay. But uh, <laughs> but that is true. So um, Ward is calling at the boys for being like super quiet and like trying to get the info out of them, but you know. Wally just like refuses to give an explanation and and they were like we did tell you that we were going to deposit it you're right yeah. we did say that yeah just totally cleavering their way out of the situation and uh, Ward is just like super pissed yeah he's seething yeah and then he the boys furious. ask if they can be excused mm-hmm. and I'm not again I'm not a parent but if I have a kid that's like trying to get out of something and they're like, may I be excused? I would be like, no, you may not. Like they just let him go, first of all. Second of all, then June says, Ward, don't lose your temper. And I was like, this guy sucks. Yeah, I suppose the way that I would have dealt with that if I were Ward and I had all that information, I would say, hey guys, there's just something I really need to talk to you about. And maybe it's nothing, but it's pretty weird. But Mm -hmm. I know I said that you can do whatever you want with your money, but I was really hoping that you'd save it. And I got a call from school saying that you, you know, were ditching. And then I, you know, found out that you withdrew money from your school account. So I, you know, I just want to know what's up because this isn't like you guys. Right. Or I'd take the totally like, I'm the cool dad route and be like, so what'd you guys buy today? Show your old dad the cool thing you bought. Like I would go at it from that angle too. Right. (laughs) See, that's... I guess that's the difference between you and me is that I just wouldn't think to to be like kind of jerky like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not jerky. Uh, I'm going to pretend to be your friend before I punish you. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, but what, it's like they didn't do anything wrong. There's nothing to punish them for. They no. didn't do anything wrong. Of course. And and I know that we glossed over it, but a couple of times in the kitchen, Ward had like had a baby tantrum and been like, oh, they're like, you know, you think that you're connecting with your your child, your son, like man to man. And then right. and then they prove themselves to be a child. And June's like, they are kids. Yeah. Because June rules and Ward sucks. That's right. So uh, then a package arrives from Abernathy Potts addressed to Wallace and Theodore Cleaver at 485 Mapleton Drive. Wallace. Uh, (laughs) So Ward brings it inside and he is just furious. He's fuming. Mm -hmm. And um, 
June calls the boys down and like he's because he's so mad he can't even call his sons downstairs so he's like June call them down so she like walks over and is like boys could you come down here it's like really you're disconnected buddy yeah so uh he opens up the box and then like the score is all sweet. But it's he's opening the box at the same time as like reprimanding them kind of. And he's like we yeah. as a family are going to decide if like right. this is a good way to spend your money. Right, which is like it's their money. It's theirs. Yeah. Oh, oh, and uh before they call the boys down, that's when they say that they usually like he's like, "Oh, Abernathy Potts, that's the most expensive like sports sporting goods store in town. And June is like, yeah, I figured they just buy it from the hardware the store. The hardware store, right. Yeah. So um, the boys are very proud of themselves. I started to tear up, not going to lie. Really? I did. I did. Uh, which is weird because I hate Ward and I don't want him to have nice things. So um, he takes the jacket out of the box and realizes what it is and like june helps him put it on and there's like like violins and flutes playing like yeah and and beaver's like we got it for you because we love you dad and ward is like thanks beaver (laughs) not i love you too yeah thank you (laughs) and then the boys like go upstairs and june's like it's pretty warm in here you want to take that off and he's like never taking this jacket off from my cold, dead, whatever, <laughs> you know. Murdering uh, hands. So, yeah. yeah, he is very touched by what they did. I and feel I like. I thought this was going to be roll credits moment, but the, yeah, the episode goes on. More. Yeah, and it's like my only notes for this scene were just like bathrobe time in the bedroom because they don't like really say anything. No. They're just like, we rule. I guess I can still use my, you know, first baseman's glove behind, you know, home plate or whatever. Right. And the the thing that was missing for me from this was like earlier in the episode when we're like, you boys need to save your money. Here's a piggy bank. Months later that we were going to have like the next day or like later that week and ward would like knock on the door like are you boys getting ready for bed because i just wanted to present you with these brand new baseball gloves that i bought for you since you so selflessly spent all the money you made on a hunting jacket for me yeah nope that scene doesn't exist ward is no just a spoiled baby man (laughs) right i mean I guess we'll find out what happens if there's any, uh, I guess, retaliation for buying the, for buying him such a nice thing in the next episode, Lonesome Beaver. Oh, snap. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. The episode just kind of, like, ends. Nothing really happens. And we didn't talk about this, but, like, why would they get them a piggy bank if they already have school bank accounts? Yes, Save twice? Hmm. Yeah, it's like, put your money here so that you can put it there later. I don't know. Makes no sense. Anyway. Makes no dollars and cents. Heyo. Heyo. 
yeah, so that is uh, the bank account, which is not the right title for this episode. No, I agree with you. How how many G gollies would you give this episode? Out of five G gollies, I'd give this one a two. Nice. That is Why? brutal. Okay, I gave it three <laughs> G gollies. Oh, that's generous. Really? Okay, great. Because I will say, I love that little pillbox hat. I love a new look on June, and I love a strong guest star. Yeah, but like the episode didn't really, I don't know. I like it when it involves more kids. Me too. Um, You're right. They were kind of just like on their own. But the underscoring was a character also. True, true. But I don't know, like, okay, we had Mrs. Rayburn performing a role that was like, what? Like, nothing about what she was doing at all made sense for she who she was. She had to be under contract with the studio and just fulfilling a or, day's work. Right. Or, like you said, I'd be curious to look at Miss Rayburn's wardrobe to see if it lines up with any other episodes. Um, I guess she wouldn't have been in the haircut. Or would she have been? I don't think that there was any school scenes in that one. Yeah, no, there's at least one because they're they're at the pageant, the Christmas pageant at the school. Yeah, but I don't think Mrs. Rayburn. I don't remember Mrs. Rayburn. Anyway, Hmm. it seems like they were already shooting something with like her in her office. And we're just like, oh, hey, do these other things. Can you stay? Can you stay for 20 more minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, I'd be really curious to know what the process was like for writing and and shooting a lot of these first season episodes um i know that like it probably didn't have that much of a budget it was not doing great in the you know ratings which is crazy because there were like two channels (laughs) right uh so i don't know i'm just i'd just be curious to know exactly what was what was going on because there were a lot of things that made it seem like this episode was kind of an afterthought. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe so that's you gave like it, the secret you gave, key. You gave, what's up? Maybe that's the secret key. What do you mean? Have you ever tried to write a spec episode? No. Okay, I've tried once. For what? Uh, the Mindy Project. Okay. And... I mean, the show is no long. First of all, I'm not Mindy Kaling, and she's writing her own episodes. And what? Why would I pick that one? Why wouldn't I pick something like a little less weird? But <laughs> uh, first of all, it's not as easy as you think to like use the characters that are already there for you. I just love Morgan. Do you know the guy who plays Morgan? Do you is have that, you ever like, seen Baron that show? Holtz? Yes. Okay. I am not alone in this love, but like, love that guy. Um, So it was like an episode for him and I was even having like weird trouble with it. And um, the matrix of this person is in this outfit. Let's have them do a scene that'll be in an episode, nine episodes from now is just like, and I'm a really good planner, but that's just like, 
deep, huh? deep cuts, deep Hollywood cuts, because wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, because I gave this wow. three G gollies. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like these they have to earn their G gollies, you know? They do, but we're, when gauging talking, it So here's here's what earned it any any G gollies to begin with. Abernathy Potts, not the store itself, but the salesman. Um and aside from that, well, okay, I did cry at the end when like he opened up the uh Yeah, they so, pulled like, the your sc- heartstrings. But I think that it like had a lot to do with like the score was yeah. really working for me. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. It was just like those little elements that that got me going. But like ultimately Oh, and the cat on uh June's oven mitt. Yes. Yeah. But I everything else went- was just like, no thank you. I went back and I looked at other episodes that I you know, gave whatever rating I gave it. And I was like, do I like it better or worse than this episode? And that's kind of how I picked. I I choose it. It's like a gut feeling, mm. you know, because I love a good gut feeling. Yeah. The bank account. It just wasn't a good. Ep- it just wasn't a solid episode. It had its little moments, but like it wasn't great. Yeah. And like. Word was just unreasonable. And a baby. Yeah. Which leads us to Word's World. Check it out. Party time. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Mine was Word imparts his amazing values onto his children. <laughs> That's it. I have Ward tries to bully his kids into being responsible. And when he throws a tantrum, he gets a heartwarming surprise. Then wallows in his own self-importance. Isn't life yeah, grand? It- yeah, it's like you get rewarded for being unreasonable. Stupid. <laughs> and on that note, on that by note. the way, the two podcast episodes I recorded this evening both mention Mindy Kaling. What? Which is a truly bizarre coincidence because I don't talk about her a lot. She has never come up in conversation between the two of us. No. But yeah, here we are. Here we are. Wow. <laughs> so you'll have to listen to Ruined Childhoods uh, as soon as it's available. If you also find like out what that's all about. The rapport that John and I have. We have another podcast. It's called Yeah. I have a great idea, but I'll never do it. Yeah. Uh one of the title ideas that we had for Ruined Childhoods was Something about like bad ideas. It was like something about bad ideas, <laughs> and I thought it'd be a fun play to do something that was like felt like the opposite. Great of, ideas. I have bad a ideas. great idea, but I'll never do it. So yeah, I have a great idea, but I'll never do it. Is our podcast that's all about the great ideas that we have that we're never gonna do. So can I also just like take a moment to yeah. say, hey, hey, if you've got like two seconds. And you want to just like click, click, rate us and review us in a good way? Do that. Yes, please. Yes, please. And thank you. Yeah, it would really help uh, get word out about these things, get more Mm -hmm. people listening. And, uh, you know, if you have thoughts that you don't want to share with the world, email us, louisa2beaver at gmail.com. That's right. 
Also, shout out to my mom. I, tonight I talked to her on the phone for the first time in a while. And she was like, what are you doing tonight when you go home? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm recording an episode of Louisa to Beaver. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I am so far behind. I haven't <laughs> listened in like however long she said. And I was like, mom, it's it's OK. It, it's fine if it's not your thing. You don't have to support me yeah. in like all of my weird endeavors. And she goes, <laughs> no, Louise, that's the thing. This is my thing. I love <laughs> Leave It to Beaver. And I was like, you better do your homework then. Oh, I love Mare. That's just so sweet. I can't wait. Is Am I going to see her when I go to New York? No doubt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to be great. Very she's, excited. She's super excited. Yeah, I'm going to see you really soon. Yeah, nine days. Holy cow. Holy cow. Maybe eight now that we're very close to this day being over. Yeah, for you. Yes. I saw a few, three more hours than you do. That's right. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been swell. It's always swell. Swell. <laughs>